Welcome to the Stephen and Arjun's Football Podcast, where they discuss anything football, everything football. This podcast is brought to you by Starshot Bakery and Misuboy SG. Craving for party treats like cakes and cookies in Subang Jaya? Visit starshot.bakery on Instagram. Or would you like tiramisu in Singapore? Visit misuboy.sg on Instagram as well. Good day listeners and welcome to another episode of the Steve Arjun's Football Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Misuboy SG and Sashrap Bakery. Uh, the last episode, we talked about the second round prediction for matches in Group A, B and C with Cedric. And today, we are going to talk about the preview for the second round matches for Group D, E and F. And today, as always, I have my co-host with me here, Arjun, welcome back. Thank you, Stephen. Good to be back. And today for Group D, E and F, we have France fan, Uday. Hey, hi. First for this discussion. Yeah, hi, hi, hi. How are you? Good, good. I'm good. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I think without further ado, let us uh, get the ball rolling for today's discussion. Um, Uday, let us start off with Group D first. Uh, okay. Croatia against Czech. How do you see this one will go? Okay. Um, I, the, I feel like this is going to be a very close match. And I think that Czech Republic might win it because of how they played against Scotland. Um, I could see the way that Czech Republic was playing is that they were intercepting most of the pass from Scotland. Although there were a lot of opportunities created and those opportunities created by Scotland were from the wings. I didn't see much wing play from Croatia against the England match. So this might be a Czech Republic victory because of this couple of things that happened. Um, also, Schick scored a really great goal in the last game for longest goal, 49.9 meters. So I think he might be very crucial to that match as well for Czech Republic. So I think Czech Republic might win it 1-0. Uh, just a quick uh, recall to our last podcast where I said Kufal is a player to watch and he assisted the goal, the first goal. And Andrew Robertson, uh, he created six answers. So those were great, but my prediction was wrong. I thought Scotland was going to win. So I think that Czech Republic might win it because Croatia looked very tired. They were not very dangerous. There's no Mazzukis, there's no fun in Croatia. So it's an easy Czech victory for me. Remember when I said that the main player for Croatia was Dejan Lovren? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. He was missing the first match. Yeah. yeah. Ajun, you were saying something, right? Ajun, you were going to say something. Oh, uh, yeah. So, uh, I completely agree with today as well. Uh, I thought Croatia was quite disappointing in the match against England. Uh, I think Cedric mentioned this point as well that Croatia uh, didn't dominate at all against England, whereas in the last World Cup, they dominated England. They created chances through Perisic, Mandzukic. Mm-hmm. Uh, they controlled the midfield through uh, Modric and Rakitic. But this time, it seems like Modric has too much to do. And his strikers and wingers aren't helping him. Defenders aren't that great either. So Croatia overall seems like they might finish third in this group. Or even last, to be honest. Uh, yeah. I think uh, and on this form, Scotland might even beat them in the third match. So yeah, yeah. and Czech, Czech Republic, wow. okay. they didn't dominate uh, against Scotland. But they took their chances. They had like very few chances, but they took it. Scott, scored two really yeah. good goals. Uh, uh, yeah, so even if Czech choose to feedback and do the same thing, I think Czech will still win against Croatia. 
And yeah, I, I think it will be a tight one too. Because I don't think Czech will try to dominate possession with Modric then mm-hmm. um, for Croatia. So I think Croatia will still try to dominate possession, but Czech will try to take the few chances they have. And it will probably end up like a 1-0 win for Czech. Wow, wow. okay. Okay. Yeah, I didn't tell my prediction. I think it's going to be, uh, I guess, also 1-0. One, one uh, so, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, my prediction is slightly different or very different. I'm going for a Croatia win, 1-0. Mm-hmm. I feel oh. the, 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 the difference in quality in terms of uh, the two nations will show uh, in this match. Yeah. Yeah, so Croatia should, should win. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion, but yeah. Okay, all right. Um, Arjun, let's move on to England against uh Scotland. Yeah, so this is a very interesting one. Um, yes. By performance, I think this has been two of the best teams in the group. Uh, why I say that is because I think Scotland gave a good performance against Czech Republic. They had everything but the finish. Everything up to the penalty box was so good. Build-up play was good. Uh, they had players who could drive through midfield, but they didn't have the finish. They don't have a proper striker. So that is what's going to let them down against England again. Although I do think Scotland are going to score in the match, but I think England are going to have too much for them. So I, I mean, if, although England uh, only won 1-0 against Croatia, didn't take too many chances as well. Against the Scotland team, Scotland seems to like attack, attacking as well. So I think England can exploit the spaces left behind, uh, especially if they utilize players like Sancho, Rashford, Sterling, the spacey players. So I think England's going to win quite comfortably, but I think Scotland's going to be on the score sheet as well. So I'll probably go for 3-1 to England. Wow. Um, I think your assessment was very well done. But what I think that is going to help England to win is by um, switching Phil Foden in the first match in the right wing to a right-sided player like um, Jadon Sancho, right, right-footed player like Jadon Sancho. Because uh, Kieran Thierry was a huge miss for Scotland. And um, I think they're playing like an inexperienced centre back there. So if they were to get if they were to get a right-footed uh, player instead of a left-footed player like Phil Foden, who always just cuts inside, England might just run riot against Scotland and they might go like 3-1 or 4-0. That's what I feel like. I think for me in this match, I would play everyone Bissaka on the right back. <laughs> if he's available, that is. <laughs> just to just to nullify the Andy Robertson trap. I, I will yes. also want I I won't play Kyle Walker, that's for sure. I think even Reese James is better defensively at the moment. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah, if 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 they manage to nullify this Andy Robertson trap, then I think Scotland is basically toothless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, same prediction as well. England win maybe 3 1. Yeah. I think Che Adams to score the Scottish goal because he looked the most threatening for Scotland in the match. Yeah. But, but uh, he didn't start the first, first game, right? He, no, didn't, he didn't, but as soon as he came on, uh, um, he was very threatening, which was, again, a very weird decision made by the manager. But that's the thing. I feel like Che Adams was someone who needs another striker to play off. Uh, I don't think he can yeah. play the lone striker role because he mm-hmm. played very well when Leighton Dykes was still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, but of course, Linden Dyke didn't have a, such a great game as well. He missed quite a few chances. Um, that's who I think Scotland is missing, like a proper number nine. And if they had that proper number nine, even Che Adams could thrive playing off uh, such a striker. Uh, yeah, like Danny Ings in Southampton. 
Yeah. Okay, um, Group E, Uday, Sweden against Slovakia. Oh, boy. <laughs> I remember the last time I predict, the last time I came to the podcast, I said that Sweden was going <laughs> to trash Spain 3-0. It wasn't a trashing altogether. Um, it was very interesting. Sweden had like 15 possess- 15% possession against um, Spain, overall possession. They had yes. three touches or they went past the halfway line three times. So I think it was a very um, Burnley performance by Sweden. They just decided to park the bus and go forward. But when they were forward, they were really good. They are striker. Um, what's his name? The young player? Isak, 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 yeah, Isak was actually really well. He played really well. I think he's almost scored and he almost assisted one goal as well. So this game, Sweden, Slovakia, um, I feel like it might it's a draw written all over it. Um, Slovakia overperformed against Poland the last time. Um, Oli Mak scored a wonderful solo goal. Um, and I see noticed that most of their Attack was on the left side where Oli Mark was. So if Sweden can just nullify their left-hand-sided attack, um, Hamzik was very quiet for Slovakia, which is really strange. So if they can nullify that, I think um, it just might just be another draw as well. Maybe a 1-1 draw instead. Uh, Uday, you forgot to mention about the passes that Sweden had. Sweden had 89 passes in 90 minutes. Oh, they are 89 <laughs> passes, yeah. So means they, they are averaging less than one pass every minute. Yeah, it's crazy. How yeah. did they even, like, do it? Um, I, I, I think Spain, Spain was really poor, that's for sure. Yeah. That's one thing. yeah. I think Arjun can, can discuss more about the next match no, uh, Arjun, you have uh, anything to add for Sweden against Slovakia? Yeah, yeah, I uh, agree with what today said. Uh, I think Sweden had a very uh, Jose Mourinho's Inter Milan-like performance. The Inter Milan against Barcelona in the Champions League. Something like that is what this match was. Uh, Spain versus Sweden. When, uh, but I think defensively, Sweden was solid. Like Especially Lindelof, he got man of the match as well. Very dominant. Um, I, I agree with what Uday said as well with regards to Slovakia overperforming. Also because Poland severely underperformed. Uh, even before they are sending off, they weren't doing too well. I think they considered before they're sending off as well the second goal. Yeah. Uh, the sending off definitely killed the game off, that's for sure. Yeah, but even to... before that, I think Poland was underperforming. Lewandowski was yeah. quite quiet, uh, surprisingly. So in this Sweden versus Slovakia, I think Sweden being so solid, I don't see Slovakia scoring. Uh, I think Sweden may be able to nick a goal somehow through set pieces or through Isak creating chances. So I think Sweden might win this one nil. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Sweden might win this. Like, like looking back to the Spain Sweden match, even though they like perform poorly, they don't have a lot of passes. They do. They haven't even get out of their half more than ten times or five times. It, it was a good point against Spain. Yeah, Especially for sure. Like, I think look, look, back. Look, yeah, yeah, looking at their group, uh, definitely if they getting a point against. Spain is good. They can now look to finish second if they can beat Slovakia yes. and Poland. Yes, yep. yes. Agree, agree. Yeah, kind so of feel uh, bad yeah, for Lewandowski, yeah? Yeah, yeah, definitely. He doesn't have the same firepower as he has in Bayern Munich or the support that he has in Bayern Munich. 
Yeah. So he might yeah. just get knocked out in the first uh, the group stages itself. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, come, let's uh, move on to the next match. Spain against Poland, Arjun. Yeah, so we were just talking about Poland underperforming as well. Uh, Spain, <laughs> having dominated the match so much against Sweden, uh, couldn't find the finishing touch. I think they've not yes. had a good striker since David Villa, Fernando Torres. Torres. Uh, yeah, so since then, I don't think they've had a really good striker who can put away chances. Morata has not been consistent enough. Ferran Torres has been a good threat for them, but beyond that, uh, the quality has reduced, I feel, from last time, uh, where there were so many Real Madrid and Barcelona players inside. So, Spain can dominate possession because it's in their DNA, but whether they can yes. finish the chances off is, remains to be seen. <laughs> having said that, like, having seen Poland be so poor against a Slovakia side, I don't think they're going to do much against Spain. Lodowski might score the odd goal, but I think I would bet Spain to finish off their chances. Um, so I think Spain might win 2-1. Especially since Chesney didn't have a good game either. Because I feel both the goals were pretty savable. Uh, yeah, so he, he let the team down, the defenders let the team down, the attack let the team down. I can't see any <laughs> part of the team which did well. So yeah. The team let the team down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ude? Uh, no. Does anyone ever seen Morata and Werner in the same room? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, basically, what Arjun said was right. Like, Morata was, efficient, was not very efficient. It was really bad. Um, there were a few chances he had. It's based on the highlights. Um, I didn't catch this live, but it was thing. such a pity. <laughs> if he just converted one of those chances, I think Spain would have been in a driving seat to go to the next round. So now they just made it tough for themselves. So uh, my prediction would be definitely a Spain victory. Maybe just a 1-0 because of their lack of finishing. Yeah. Um, this is a hard one. Uh, because it's a team with without a proper striker against a team with a proper striker, but with, with no possession. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, so I don't know. But but it really it really shows how poor Spain's attack is, you know. The, the fact that they have how many percent of possession and dominated the game and restrict Sweden to only 89 passes in that game. And means they have so much of the ball, but they couldn't score the goal. Yeah, probably a one-nil. But I don't see Spain going on to win this tournament. Now, that is for sure. Okay. Yeah, I think what you said reminded me of the Louis Van Hal days in Manchester United where we had a lot of possession. But there was <laughs> no finishing touch. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So it was really weird. Uh, why is Spain being associated to Louis Van Hal? You always assume Spain to be a team that's associated to their prime days, 2008, Pep Guardiola, you know, but not to Louis Van Hal days. But, but I think... To be fair, Pep Guardiola has had those matches as well, where he has had oh, like yeah. 80 plus percent possession, but mm. Man City still somehow miraculously lose. <laughs> so there's one yeah, or two but, odd matches, like, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Okay, um, Group F, France against Hungary. Ah, uh, Uday, this is yours. Hi, so, <laughs> this is a great match that happened last night. The fact that France beat Germany. Okay, France was average. I can tell you that. Pogba was exceptional. Mbappe was exceptional. Um, I thought 
Griezmann did really well defensively. So um, with all of that in mind, and it, even the cross for the goal was actually really weird. It was an own goal that was scored. Um, so France's wing play was actually really well done. Like most of the attack came down from the wing cutting inside. Um, especially the third goal that was scored, with the offside goal that was scored, it was also through the wings. So France is really dangerous down the wings. And then this, the game they played against Germany, they had good shape and discipline without the ball. Um, so it reminded me of the match against Belgium, if Arjun remembers, where yeah. I went <laughs> watching his house pre-COVID days, where France was really solid and compact, and they scored one goal and that's it. They were dying. <laughs> was that the World Cup semi-final? Yeah, it was the World Cup semi-final. So it reminded me a lot of that. Um, it was great that France did that. And I think with Hungary, the match against Portugal, they were actually uh, quite good until the last 10, 15 minutes where they just capitulated. Collapsed, they, yeah. Yeah, they just collapsed altogether. They actually, their defense was really solid. They even almost got a goal until it was ruled offside. Um, and remember I told you at the start of this first uh, podcast that I had where France has difficulties breaking down teams uh, who defend at the back. So it might be tough, but I think France, with just the talent of Mbappe, I think France is going to run riot and win 4-0. Wow. Okay. Uh, Arjun? Yeah, so I, I watched the France versus Germany match as well and I was a bit disappointed with France just because I expected more from them. But having said that, I think first half France was France was four miles better than Germany. Whereas second half, Germany were better um, in terms of dominating the game. But again, Germany don't have a proper striker. So they couldn't finish off the chances. And not forgetting, like what Ode said, France actually defended really well. Very compact, very disciplined. Griezmann was fantastic defensively. Um, I would probably blame one or two players for giving the ball away too easily in the second half. So they couldn't build that back. Rabiu had yeah. one or two good runs, but he gave the ball away. Hernandez, I think, gave the ball away once or twice. Uh, Kante as well, in fact. But, yeah. Benzema? Did Benzema play well? Benzema was anonymous. <laughs> I think he... Oh, it's yeah. as good as he didn't play. He, but ben he did had, score a goal, right? Yes, the offside goal, yeah. Yeah, uh, he did. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, he was patient. He was uh, waiting for the chance. I wouldn't blame him entirely because I don't think uh, France's game revolved around him too much for him to get involved. He had to drop deep a lot of times to get the ball. Uh, but yeah, overall, I think France showed why they are champions, why they are the best team in the European Championship because they are able to dominate game like they did in the first half, although they only scored one goal. Uh, but they are also able to shift and sit back, defend, they don't have the mentality that, oh, we are a big team, so we have to attack all the time. 90 minutes, we have to attack. Like, uh, for example, like Pep Guardiola, I don't think he's able to sit back with Man City. That's just not in his nature. But France is able to do that, which is why I think they are quite scary because they can do everything. They can defend, they can attack, they can hold possessions. Yeah, so and, uh, Hungary, like what we said, uh, did really well for 80 minutes, 70, 80 minutes, and then, yeah, they just fell apart to an uh, incoordinated Portugal attack, I would say. Uh, Portugal couldn't stitch together good chances, that many good chances. Yeah. But having said that, yeah, since France can do everything, but if Hungary sit back and defend like they did against Portugal, I think France will, will only score like two goals. 
So I would mm. probably go for a two nil win for France. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Two nil win for France as well. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, Portugal against Germany. Can I just talk about the Pogba passing. His yeah. range of passing or the way he passes <laughs> yeah, yeah. the ball. The way he lifts the ball up and down for the first goal as well. He passed the ball. He pre-assisted the goal. Yeah. For and sure. Yeah, even he, for the he saw goal, a range the of passing where nobody... passed it really well to Mbappe. Yeah. I think... Mm. Yeah, those were beautiful passes. I, I think that that's why like a lot of people say Kante is the key to unlocking Pogba and I kind of agree because Kante does the job of two defensive midfielders, right? Which allows Pogba to just be free, roam, and do his thing. And at United, he can't do that because we don't have any midfielders who can do the job of two defensive midfielders. So when we have to defend, I think Pogba has to defend as well. Which is why he's so much better with France. Because if Pogba is in that form for the whole season, I think United can win the Premier League. You can play Matic as Scott McTominay oh, yeah, and then play Pogba. Uh, yeah, but then where would Bruno play? Oh yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> if we had a younger okay. Matic, like yeah. peak Matic, yeah, that would work. Like we could just play Matic as a whole thing and play Pogba and Bruno. But yeah, I think yeah, Matic is too old for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to Portugal against Germany, Adrian. Yep. Yeah, so uh, Portugal, as we mentioned, against Hungary, quite disappointing for 80 minutes. Uh, Bruno Fernandes was disappointing. Jota, I thought, was a bit disappointing despite having shots on target. Ronaldo didn't get involved too much either. Bernardo Silva, Trey Passing. Overall, individually, they're really talented players, but I feel they didn't connect at all. They didn't have even 20% of the chemistry that the France attack has, despite Benzema just coming into the team. Uh, they had to wait until the 80th minute to score. And that was also due to Ronaldo's finishing, and they had a penalty as well. Having said that, Germany, uh, although they had a disappointing first half, I think second half, they were really good. They did everything but score. They had good chances. They uh, crossed well, but France defended well as well, of course. They just didn't have anyone to put away the chances. I, same thing with, with what we say about Spain. I don't think Germany has a good number nine. Muller is not a number nine. Nabri is not a number nine. Werner is not a, a good number nine as well, who... Is ruthless at finishing chances, sort of like a close day. They don't have that sort of player. But against Portugal, um, given that Portugal's attack is so incoordinated, I think Germany would score. Uh, just because Portugal's defense didn't look too strong either. Uh, Diaz alongside Pepe. But I think Portugal would score also because of the star power of the players, despite lacking chemistry. So I think it would be like a 1-1 or a 2-2 draw between them. Yeah, uh, what I just what Arjun said was uh, absolutely right. Uh, I think it might be a high-scoring game, a high-scoring draw especially. Um, however, just wanted to let everyone know that 50 goal contributions has been completed by Bruno Fernandes in one year. So that's what <laughs> I wanted to let everyone know. And then I think the other thing is that um, Ronaldo, remember we are talking about the Ronaldo team yeah. in Portugal? <laughs> um, yeah, he is definitely determined to prove to everyone that he still has it. So he might be the ones that might be scoring the goals against Germany. So I think, again, it it's might be... It's not the Jota team. Oh, it's not the Jota team. 
anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, yeah, definitely Ronaldo might score. Uh, maybe a two-two or a three-three. Portugal has a three-three inside there. If you remember the last uh, World Cup, so yeah. I think it might be three. Right? Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but but, but, but the only concerning thing, like I mentioned about Portugal, is that they are not gelling. The attack is not gelling. They are, they don't have yeah, chemistry right. at all. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, which is quite disappointing because they're all exciting players. It's such a pity. Whenever you have a lot of star players, you really need a good manager to make sure that they gel really well. Yeah. Um, I think. That's why PSG is struggling a lot with all the star players that they have. Um, they yeah. can't seem to get the right manager to make sure that they reach certain heights that they want to reach. Of course, they can just continue winning the uh, league R uh, every season. But then, what the owners of uh, PSG want is to make sure that they consistently are in the Champions League final. So this is the issue. Whenever you have all the star players, you need a manager who's like uh, demanding and authoritative. Someone like Ferguson to make sure that they listen to you. You know, so that is why Portugal must have struggled really badly. Yeah, I think it's something France have done really well also. Yeah, just to incorporate yeah. all the stars. Surprisingly, in they're playing for the team. I I don't really see anyone who's playing just for themselves in France, which is surprising. Yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah. No, but let's not forget though. Uh, Santos was the manager who won them the last Euros, and I feel whichever manager that has a support of Ronaldo has a support of the team. Yeah, for sure, but uh. Circumstances were different back then. I think Portugal were not even considered one of the favorites. Uh, they didn't have that many star players. I think it was uh, not a great squad back then. But yes, mm-hmm. somehow true. So maybe also because of that, because they didn't have as many star players, so they had more of a team uh, unity. Team or, effort. Team yeah, effort. Team effort exactly. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some because of that, like they were. And, and they they won the match without Ronaldo. Ronaldo was an yeah. assistant coach. Yeah, exactly. We we are kind of uh, I don't know maybe I feel like over hyping their achievement the last time. Do you remember that they went past the group stages without winning a match? So I mean they were really lucky to win it. And of course, if the manager has the backing of Ronaldo, um, you should definitely keep the manager there. But is he the right manager? That's the question. Mm. Of course, he will. Ronaldo will support him if he keeps quiet and let Ronaldo say whatever and dictate the team. So that's my concern there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But for the, yeah, they know, want I'm it. They want it. Yeah, predicting a Portugal win. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. Just, just just because Germany doesn't have a good attack, and I don't see Germany <laughs> scoring. Uh, uh, how to say can outscore or equally scoring the amount that Portugal will score. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because of I don't know. I, I feel that they're a bit toothless up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think the sheer quality of Ronaldo should 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 guide Portugal to a victory for this game. Definitely. Yeah. I, I see uh, you backing uh quality players from day one. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But yes, I am. I am. <laughs> uh, quality like Martin Skrtel. Quality like Dayan Lovren. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Udi, you have anything else to add? Um, no, I think that's it. Um, it'll be a, a great um second day of matches. Yeah, for Group F especially, if France and uh, Portugal do win it, then we're already guaranteed a two um 
big teams going through. It's now either whether Hungary or Germany will be able to take the third place. So Hungary and Germany to play all to play for uh, in the in the yeah, last game. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> the last match. And, and, and okay. we can't rule out a Hungary win in the last match. Yes, yes, you cannot. Remember, <laughs> South Korea beat Germany in the last World Cup. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure they have the hunger to do it. I'm sure they have the hunger to do it. <laughs> okay, thanks, yeah. Uday. Um. Listeners, if you have any comments about our podcast, please do leave us a DM on our Instagram. My Instagram handle is at stevenrockon, that is at S-T-E-P-H-E-N-R-O-C-K underscore R-O-C-K underscore O-N. Arjun's Instagram handle is at R-V-A-N-A-R-J-U-N Ruven Arjun. And once again, this podcast is brought to you by Misubo SG and Starstruck Bakery. Uday, thanks a lot for joining us today. Hey, no worries. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Till next time, we'll see you again. Bye-bye.